Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Polyglot Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Torres, here today with our first guest, Celine Hu, a teenage hyperpolyglot currently studying five languages. Celine is one of my closest friends from middle school, so I'm so excited to have her as our first guest on this podcast. She was born and raised in China, but attended an international school growing up, so she's also fluent in English. Currently, Celine is studying French at her high school and self-studying Korean and Japanese. Celine, can you give us a little introduction to yourself and the languages that you're currently learning? Um, hi, guys. My name is Celine, and right now, uh, my mother language is Chinese, and um, and I can speak Mandarin and Cantonese. And right now, I'm studying um Korean and Japanese. Um, by using courses online and some apps to help me. And also I'm studying French um, in my high school. Nice. Can you introduce yourself a little bit in French and Japanese and Korean, if you, if you can? Sure. <laughs> All right, let <laughs> me start with Japanese. Konnichiwa. Watashi no namai wa Celine desu. Yoroshiku gaishimasu. Bonjour, um, je m'appelle Celine. Um, Anyon Hashimika, um, Che Ireman Celine Imnida. Um, Pankasunida. Wow, good job. <laughs> that was so Do good. I need to introduce myself in Chinese too? Sure, sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, let me see. I'll do Cantonese first. Uh, um, Dagaho, I'll give you Celine. I'll go hanging silly day. Um, Okay. Wow, that. So you can speak six languages. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. Yay. And to all the listeners, I'll have a translated transcript of Celine's introduction on my blog at polygotrespective.com. So check that out as well. And so for some background questions, just to get to know you a little bit. Move around pretty frequently mm -hmm. from being born in China and going to an international British school to traveling to Australia and then to America, you'd exposed to many different variations of the English language and had many opportunities for cultural exposure. Can you tell us a little bit about your experiences and how they impacted your life and your interests now? Um, I would say my... Um hobbies change a little bit while during this like transition so um at first I would say I'm kind of afraid of um speaking English even though I'm in um a in an international school because I have Chinese friends there so mostly I speak Chinese to them mm -hmm. and a little English during classes and also at that time I did not know that I like should learn languages because I think, oh, that's that's something that's not possible. Mm -hmm. um, and during that time, um, I was learning French and Spanish together. <laughs> so a little tips here. Do not learn those two languages at the same time because, um, I mean, another situation is that, oh, you know Spanish already or French already, but if you don't know, then don't do them together because you mix them up and it's pretty bad. <laughs> and then um, when I moved to America, I found out that 
hmm, I actually like to study languages because um, it's fun to see how you can actually speak a different type of language and and it's pretty fun. It's just fun. And also you can communicate with um, like other people that speak different languages than you, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and when I moved to America, I started to um, use um, online courses to learn Korean and Japanese. That helps a lot. Because um, when you're just using apps to learn, it's kind of slow because there's no teacher that's like talking to you about um, some details of that language, the grammar of that language. So online courses helps, but also the apps helps you to learn the vocabularies too. So if you use both of them together, I think it will um, increase the speed of you um fluent in that language but also besides like learning learning from that from like um language um you can also watch some dramas yes or or anime (laughs) yeah so um another thing tmi so (laughs) i watch anime for at least five years and without taking any Japanese courses, I I can kind of speak a little Japanese. That's from anime? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. And right now, I think I can kind of understand what they're talking about without looking at the um, captions. But I can't do that with Korean yet. Yeah, I it's cannot still a do long that. Way. <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that it was hard studying Spanish and French together, but like, aren't Korean mm-hmm. and Japanese the same because they're so similar? Uh, yeah, sometimes, <laughs> but because I know. Oh, another thing, another tips. Yeah. If you know English and Chinese, learning Korean and Japanese is so easy because um, you know how in Japanese and Korean they have like. Hangul, like yeah, Chinese yeah, yeah. letters in them, even though they might not sound the same as what Chinese is, but like the meaning should be close enough. And also, there are some words that pronounce similar to. Uh, I mean, in Korean, there's some words that pronounce it's like similar to the Chinese pronunciation. So. Yeah. It helps a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and so for the big question, why have you started to, why did you start to learn languages? And like, why do you do it now and continue to learn more? Um, Because I like anime and (laughs) (laughs) K-pop. Yeah, Um, I think everyone that's learning these two languages, like the reason is mostly because they like the culture there. And they want to be kind of be a part of that culture. And when you actually became like a part of that culture, you'll, I think it's, it's a new experience in your life. Of course, yeah. It's fun. (laughs) And you feel like close to those people, like maybe closer to what you like. 
I don't know. I don't know how to explain this. It's just like you feel like you're closer to what you like when you know their languages, and you can actually speak to them, like the people that spoke that language. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a deeper understanding when you can actually like communicate and like speak with like people in Korean.、Yeah. Have you gotten to、yeah. speak like Japanese to anyone, like a Japanese person or Korean? Uh yes,、really? so actually two years ago I went to a、um, comic club in China, and there was a、um, how do I call them、um, like CV like I think vocal artists like people who、um, who use their voices in their like animate for animate so that that, that that kind of yeah, and then so I actually got a chance to meet one of. Two of them actually, but like one of them, I actually talked to them, and at that time, I was so jail, <laughs> um, like I, I was so confused because like wait, so my friend she got like、mm-hmm. a ticket and she asked me like, oh, do you actually want to meet that person in person? Yeah, and I'm like sure, and <laughs> and when I met him, I. I just felt like there was a hack in me or something. I just started Star to、Shrek. speak like kind of <laughs> like fluent Japanese to him, and he actually understood it. I'm like, oh wow, okay. So I actually like there is some progress in my Japanese there. Yeah, how long have you been and, learning? Uh, I think five years. Oh, wow. <laughs> As long as um, when I started watching anime, I started to learn. Yeah, that's so cool. Who's the actor? Uh, I forgot his like Japanese name or like what anime? I know I his time. Uh, uh, wait, let me. Oh, okay. Um, if you know Ensemble Stars, um, there was a guy named Leo. He's in the Knights, um, group. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> cool, cool. I don't watch anime, but probably a lot of people know that. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, next question. Although you went to an international school in China, when coming to America or Australia, was there ever a point in time where you felt like there was a language barrier or a difference in cultures, like you didn't fit in, or you found it like a, you didn't understand the culture? Yes.、Um, I still remember. How that feel? <laughs> Even though it, I feel like I'm feeling more comfortable right now, but、yeah. there's still a little bit.、Um, at first, when I came,、um, because I didn't spoke that much English, so I was not that fluent. Even though I can speak, but it's like choppy and stuff. Yeah.、Um, but I'm glad that all my friends, I guess, they understood what I meant, so I was okay with that. But sometimes when I really want to, like. Express something. It's hard. It's really hard for them to get what I mean. Yeah, and I kind of get frustrated at that time. <laughs> I'm like, um, no, I, I don't mean that. But like, um, can we try this or that? Yeah, and yeah, people yeah. don't get it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> and culture and stuff. Uh, yeah, because um, in China. There's lots of like public transportations and stuff like that, but when I came to America, there was 
less, and also I can only travel to some places, like only with my parents because they have to drive me there. So I think that was a big one. I used to go out a lot, but then when I came here, that changed, <laughs> especially <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But I feel like I kind of got used to that, so it's fine. Um, do you want to know how to get over with these barriers? Sure, sure, sure. Share your story. I think you just have to speak a lot. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Speak a lot. Even though you got it wrong, it's okay. I think your friends, if they're kind friends, they would help you to improve your English instead of laughing at you. It's okay for people to laugh at you. I mean, that's your, that's how you like attract people, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Kind of a point. <laughs> um, and after one month, like it takes time, so give yourself time. So after maybe one month or half, half um, one month half. You will see that your English would improve a lot. So, if you wanna have good, like good in English or Chinese or any languages, you need to have that environment with you, and that helps a lot because you're kind of forced to learn that language, and yourself would kind of um get used to it. So it will be a big improve then. You're just learning online courses or using any apps. So the environment—it's very important, and it's very helpful, effective. Yeah. Yeah, immersion is definitely like really, really important. And kind of going off、mm-hmm. that, what's an aspect of like America or or Australia that you found initially strange or foreign to you when coming from China? Because I know you went to an international British school, but like coming to actually being here in America and being here in Australia with so many people that like. Predominantly, only speak English. Like, have you found that there's、mm-hmm. like culture shock or things that are like really, like really foreign to you that you couldn't understand when you came here? Okay, because I kind of got used to it, so <laughs> let <laughs> yeah, me、yeah. let me try to remember it. Um, huh? Oh, I think um when we're like having lunch outside, <laughs> because I used to oh um I used to have canteens or what. And also, like, um, you guys don't call like bathroom, bathroom, bathroom not、British. bathroom. I mean, um, toilet, 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 British restroom. Ah, <laughs>、yeah. and I call、Rubbish. like erasers, rubbers. I still call them rubbers. <laughs> <Yes> . Um, you don't call um trash can, trash can. It's um. I mean,、rubbish? it used to be rubbish bin <laughs>、yeah. for me. <laughs> It's trash can.、Uh, <laughs> um, I think that was a big one. And、um, do you guys call a canteen or like indoor、um, cafeteria? Like, uh, oh, you guys call it cafeteria? Yeah, cafeteria.、Mm, so similar, but we call it canteen. Ah. <laughs>、mm-hmm. Yeah, but you've yeah. you've adopted、oh. a lot though, like because I remember like a few years back, you had like a really British accent in eighth grade, and now you have like a very American accent. Yeah, that's what my、um, <laughs> British friends tell me. Like Celine, so American. I'm like,、oh, really? <laughs> yes. I did not notice that. I'm trying to be a little bit more British right now, but I yeah, feel like、yes. I I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. In Australia, you had 
there's like people of different like Australian accents too. Like which accent have you found that like fits you, I guess, best? Like British, American, Australian? I have a mix. I have a mix of American, British, and some Chinese accent in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just my accent. Beautiful. I think (laughs) when I go to Australia, I would have like a more British accent than American, but the (laughs) American part would be still there. It's still there. (laughs) But um, if I um, go to America or something, I think I would just have more American than British. Yeah. It's just that it's a mix. It it can't change. I can't be like pure American or pure British anymore. Yeah, that's so um, beautiful. It's like you're a mix of everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So which language do you feel most comfortable using? Chinese or English now? Ah, oh, that's a yeah. hard question. Sometimes I can't express myself without using some English. <laughs> I would say I become I became Hong Kong <laughs> people, Hong Kong ish, because you know how they speak um, Cantonese with some English mm-hmm. in there. So yeah, that would be me. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. But the good thing is that um, most of my friends, my close friends, and also my family, um, I think they they have some pretty good English basics there. So. Um, I think they will understand what I meant <laughs> or what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's some words in like English that you can't express in Chinese and vice versa. So it's good to know a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why do you decide to learn French in school specifically? Uh, because uh, I feel like, because I want to do something about like um, more art and especially um, especially like fashion design mm-hmm. and you know French is like famous for that so I might go to France um, for college um, so exciting. and also um, because I'm learning some dance right now and you know how ballet like some of the words they're like in French so I think learning French it's pretty good for that too and also I feel like the language French is just so elegant and I just like the pronunciation of the words and how they speak so I chose French yeah I think that's so cool how you like tied in like dance and fashion and like all the cultural aspects as to why you want to learn French that's really Mm -hmm. cool okay and now talking about more about teens Um, As you already know, Mm -hmm. probably, um, a very slim amount of American students study foreign languages. Only 20% of American students study foreign languages. So why do you think this is in comparison to, like, Europe, who they, like, 90% of students study foreign languages? Um, I think it's because we're such a big country by itself, like, right here, and there wasn't other... um, there was that not not that much of like other country um other language spoken country yeah unlike Europe because they're so close to each other and maybe people travel a lot so they need to learn different languages or they were born with different languages because there might be a possible like a French married in English and their kids would spoke like both languages yeah yeah, yeah. so Makes sense. yeah but I mean 
lots of people in America they speak um Spanish, yes, right? Yes. I think that the the rate should go up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because there's so many people um speaks um Spanish here. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's just because of the environment. Mm-hmm, me too. Do you think more students should learn languages and why in particular should teen teens specifically learn languages? Huh. This is a very important <laughs> question. Um I would say um it's easier for us to learn languages yes. right now. I actually did like research and found out that um when you're like younger, it's easier for you to start to learn a new language. And I kind of regret that because I didn't learn like Japanese or so Korean many. earlier in my age. <laughs> if I would start learning Japanese when I'm like, I don't know, in um maybe elementary school, I think I would be like fluent in Japanese wow. right now. And um, what's the other question? Um, why yeah. we should learn different languages? Um, because right now, you know, how the world communicates with each other. And if you want to, um, I think, ha- be more successful, um, communicating with people in, um, from other countries is very important. Um, so learning their language kind of, kind of shortens your relationships and it will help, um, it will help in your future work because maybe in your company, um, many people. Oh, maybe your boss speaks um <laughs> French, and you know French. Then you, I think it would be, uh, it it would be better for you. You'll be closer to your boss, and maybe you know you get a upgrade. Yeah, like cross cultural communication. Got- it's really good. Prime time yeah. right now. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm, I know. And also, like in the future. If, if you're not like good um then how do I put this uh maybe you're not good in um math or science so you can't be a scientist or IT mm-hmm. but you know lots of languages then you can become like a translator, translator yeah what how do you yeah translator and you can earn a lot of money from yeah there. I have some translator friends and they said they were pay like I think like maybe like fifty dollars for an hour of translation or something. I don't know, but like really high if you're like really oh, wow. good. So That's good. Nice. Yeah. What's your opinion on the claim that being in America it isn't necessary to learn other languages and that learning English like or knowing English by itself is sufficient enough? Um, it depends how you put yourself. Um, for me um i i just can't stop learning new stuff because i'm just so bored (laughs) so learning new stuff it's interesting and um i think it's a way of using your time wisely and um i mean it's not it's not bad learning a new language um it's not bad um it's there must be sometimes that you need that language in your life so learning it it's itself it's not a waste of time and um if you're someone that just doesn't care that much then maybe yes 
English is sufficient enough. But I would recommend you not just stay in your comfort zone, but to try some new stuff because you won't know when you need it, and you won't know when that that language or anything um would help you in your future life. Yeah. So learning more, it's better. And also, you know how there's too many smart people yes, out of there. Course. <laughs> so if you know something that other people won't know, you will kind of. Be ahead of other people in this whole entire race. Yeah, <laughs> advantage. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the part you brought. Like, don't stay in your comfort zone. It's kind of like all about the mindset of like trying to always learn more stuff and not just staying where you feel comfortable. And mm-hmm. yeah. Mhm. And also, when you want to travel, I would say I don't like um language barriers. I feel like I can't kind of be a part of that. Culture when I travel to that country or something, and I I I don't like it. It kind of like ruin some parts of the fun. So, um, knowing that language would kind of be important in traveling. I mean, it's not necessary, but it's good to yeah, it's good it. to bridge the gap in cultures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of going off that, what's been the most challenging aspect of learning languages for you? Oh, grammar. Grammar. I still have grammar problems in English. <laughs> ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because um, in Chinese, um, the grammar is not well. Because I'm born Chinese and I know Chinese. Yeah, it's not that complex. So, um, I would say. It's not that complex. Like you don't have ed or mm-hmm. ing. You, it's another word for um the word endings. Yeah. So, and also we don't have like um, uh, what do you, like, uh, for example, you have to say, I went to some places to finish. Um. Uh, no. How do I put this? So like, um. Your whole sentence needs to be in the yeah. sentence. Yeah. But in Chinese, because the past tense and stuff like that, it's another word. So you don't have that thing, like word endings or anything. Yeah, they don't have verb tenses. <gasps> so it's really good. Really, yeah, really good. <laughs> like, it's really yeah. simple. And because of it's simple, it, it's, it became hard for me to learn other languages. Yeah. Like other language grammars, uh, especially English. Sad. You know, in Korean and Japanese, they like twist mm-hmm. the whole sentence. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tears. <laughs> uh, hopefully, I'll get through that. Yeah. Uh, in the future. Yeah. And have you ever been told mm-hmm. that learning languages that aren't spoken that often, like Korean and Japanese, is useless in comparison to maybe Spanish and stuff like that? Uh, it depends how you look at it. Um, if you're just learning it as a hobby, or you're actually going to that place for business or anything, um, because if you're learning it for just your interest, then I think there's there's no there's nothing like oh it's useless or not because it's your interest. You like it, then you learn it, and you're satisfied with it. That's all you need to feel. But if you're going to 
um France or Spain, then of course, like you, it's for useful or you need you need it. It's necessary. It's like that. And also, I mean, because the I think Korean culture and Jap Japanese culture um had spread to the like internationally. Yes. And it's more worldwide、Absolutely. right now, and lot of teens they kind of want to be a part of that culture. So I think Japanese and Koreans no longer like less spoken language anymore. <laughs> and also because many people migrate or immigrate、um, to all over the world, so it's never useless. Language is never useless. Ex- um, except for Latin, <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> wow, I'm sorry, but like, um, there's not much people speaking in Latin anymore. But it helps you in English studying or, like, Latin roots. I don't know literature. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I would say conclusion: there's no language that's useless.、Mm. Okay.、Yeah. They're they're here for some something.、Yes. Even Latin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Finally, if you were to give like all fellow teenage language learners in America and across the globe a piece of advice for going about studying languages, or for those who are unsure whether or not to even learn languages, what would you tell them? Hmm. Let me think. Uh. Uh. Okay. Knowing other culture. It's something that's helpful for you, because、um, when you're going to your university, I think they want to see different parts of you, like different sides of you, not you that only knows English and you just being same throughout your lifetime. They want to see some differences in you, and also language kind of makes your person looks more. Colorful, if I、yeah. put it this way,、um, it's more interesting for people to know you. Like, see how Taylor Eckford is like. Oh, so you know six languages? Like, well, yeah, wow, you, you can attract friends by that too. Yeah, and、um, how to be like become more like、um, fluent in a language? I would say try to put yourself in that culture.、Um, Try to become a part of that culture. That will help a lot. And if you're asking me, like, oh, what do you use to learn that language? I would say、um, online courses that helps.、Um, Duolingo or Quizlet or、um, what is it? Memrise. There's another app called Memrise. Yeah.、Um, there's lots of language learn learning apps out there. Pick one that you think it's helpful. And、um, also, maybe if you can travel, travel like at least like once to that country, and feel the environment and the atmosphere of that culture, I think that will be helpful too. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of going off that, I have you been to France and Japan and Korea stuff like that. I think I've been to France, but at that time my French is not that good, and also I don't feel like I I I don't remember 
because it's like a long time ago. Oh, I I haven't even started to learn French at that、uh. time when I went to France, but I've never been to Japan and Korea. That was like the the two two top three. They're in my top three like countries, but I've never been to. That yeah, country. That's kind of sad. Every time my parents ask me where do you want to travel, we always go to other places instead of Japan or Korea. Oh, I think I know what because I always said like I need to be fluent in、yes. Korean or Japanese for me to do <laughs> that.、Uh, to go to Korea and Japan, but I kind of regret that. I should just if I have the opportunity, I should yeah, just go、go. talk, speak, communicate. <laughs> yes. Who knows? There'll be coronavirus. Well,、uh, yeah. Hopefully, it ends soon.、Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. Thank you so much for joining me today, Celine. Thank you, Taylor. Had a really great time discussing different facets of language learning and your thoughts on the topic. I really hope that through this episode, all you teen polyglots learned a lot about Celine's language learning story and gained encouragement to propel your language journey as well. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Stay safe. Thank you all for tuning in, and feel free to contact me at polyglotperspective@gmail.com in hopes of sharing your story with us on this podcast through your own unique perspective, the polyglot perspective.